Welcome to America's Top Rebitsons. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebitsons YouTube page or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you, you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I am honored to have on today's show, Rebitz and Rivka Malka Perlman. Rivka Malka is on a mission to help every woman discover God's personal, unconditional love for her. She does this through her work as a transformation coach. Rivka Malka's path as a life coach was born through her own personal transformation that came as a result of a time in her life when she literally needed to decompose and become someone new. The pain that she experienced in her own life eventually led to her receiving the gifts that she always wanted but fell short of. These gifts were the gifts of Amuna, self-love, boundaries, deep, meaningful, healthy friendships, forgiveness, an understanding of femininity, and a wellspring of joy. It's these gifts that Rivka Malko shares and teaches in her work with hundreds of women all over the world. What you do is so amazing, and it really is truly life-transforming. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Hi, Vera. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction. And hello, everyone. It's so nice to be back here. And um, thanks for your question about what I do. I, I feel really super blessed to run a coaching school, Rifkamaka School of Coaching and Transformation, previously known as the Redemption School. And um, we train women in transformation life coaching. And um, we actually have two tracks. So one track is all about getting your certification. And the other is strictly for self-development. But the interesting thing is that our philosophy is that you can only take a person as high up on the mountain as you yourself has, have gone, which means who you are as a coach is just as important as the skills and the tools and the techniques that you have. Like, have you done your work? So the school is all about the deep work, combining that with really super solid skills with the ICF core competencies and really launching a whole bunch of women into the world that can guide other women on their journeys. It's so important. I love the concept of women guiding other women. This, it's, there's something so special about women working together with other, other women. I feel like we get each other. I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy, it's easy. It's pleasant. There's a sister to sister component when women support other women. We know what each other needs. For sure. For sure. So, and you were saying, so that you have two tracks in your school. So the first one is really about a certification track. It's about becoming a life coach. It's about learning the tools that you need for the job of life coaching. Um, can you tell us about a little bit about that one first, and then we'll talk about the other one. Yeah, actually, it'd be so much fun. So my background really is in cure of Jewish outreach, and it's all about being the Robinson of the community or the mentor, the guide. And, um, and I worked in that space for a while, and I'm always hoping to do more of that with my work. But, um, you know, I remember the conversations that I would have with these young students, and I always, I was grappling a little bit, because on one hand, I want to meet them right where they're at and be nice and just connect on the level of friendship. On the other hand, there's this whole Torah that I want to introduce them to, and you can't really have friendship with agenda. So it, it's kind of a very interesting space. And so the space of mentorship was just always very interesting to me, like how that works, how you can be the most effective in reaching people so that they find the Torah. You know, certainly we need some information, but that the relationship could be authentic and effective and, and lasting and not just about the outreach, you know, right. um, but at the same time, be compelling so um, when I found coaching, I actually found it through my husband. He trained as a coach first, and he would come home um, from his trainings and do these coaching exercises with us on Shabbos. 
And he was introducing like a way of speaking that we had never heard before. Like I remember one Shabbos, he had the children line up uh, face to face. And I actually do a similar exercise to this at my retreats and just make eye contact and say to the other one, what I see in you is, and just, just say, and I, I took the same training as him with CTI. So I remember we did this as well. Like you don't even know the person in front of you, but if you open up to your intuition and you allow yourself to care, you can see so much just by looking. So this whole language of what I see in you is, or um, seeing the other person or just listening without giving advice and being on top of, you know, that was one of the things in my cure of experience, like the, the hierarchy that on top of, I just, it doesn't sit with me as like a, a really powerful spiritual principle. It needs to be done like beautifully and correctly. So anyway, he introduced this new language into our family and it really changed our communication even with each other, you know? So if I would report something to him, about my day or whatever, instead of saying, oh man, well, when is supper? Oh, sorry to hear that. You know, he'd come back at me with one of these coachy questions like, wow, so what do you make of that? You know, so what are you learning? Or, you know, how did you show up today? You know, when that happened, you know, what'd you tell yourself afterwards? And I felt so good, so supported. So um, <clears throat> I got into coaching. It's like, I, I can't even, it was like one of these things that just pushes you from behind, which is like so many of our students, they're like, I have to do this. Um, but I saw that it's tools for life. You can, you become a coach. You don't just coach people. You become a person that gives people space to process and, and hold space for the fullness of their experience and for their awesomeness. And so both of our tracks, the main thing that they tell us is our lives are changing. This is an absolute healing journey because our conversations are changing and our judgment or lack of it cool it's it like goes that's so important i could see that you know because when you learn a new way of thinking your whole being changes and when your whole being changes your interaction with other people changes with your spouse with your children with your parents with your friends i mean the whole thing becomes different because you're actually different you're thinking differently you're processing differently your perspective is differently you're just you're just different so you come you come across differently and i mean in a positive way because I love that what I see in you is. I, I just, I love that. I love that, you know, because it kind of opens you up to who the other person is, you know, you know, and none of us are perfect. Listen, nobody, nobody's perfect. We're not getting a perfect person, but everybody has those beautiful qualities, even at least one, even if you think of somebody that you really don't like, they could, you can name one quality that's positive about them. And I feel like this life coaching gives you like life skills, like we call it life coaching, but it really gives you life skills to interact with people, especially if you're, you know, a small business owner or a teacher, or, you know, you're working one-on-one -on -one in the business field with others. It really, really gives you that, um, that, that, that know-how, that wherewithal, that dynamic to really reach others and connect with them on a personal level. Yeah. And so I guess that brings me to ask you um, the next question about the fun and done, because you have two tracks. So we just spoke about the life coaching track where you have your certification. And now once you have your certification, then you have a new track. Can you tell us about that? Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. So essentially, one of the joys of running this school is that I get to see women expand into their gifts. Maybe they've always been intuitive or they've, they've always been a good listener. They've always been a helper. And now they can sit in that chair with confidence, pardon me, <clears throat> and really use their gifts and feel good at something and, and like develop a new part of themselves. 
And coaching is actually a pretty lucrative career. You know, it's a one-on-one, -on -one, it's an hourly pay. There's workshops you can give. There's so much work. You can go right into the business world with it. You can do so much with these skills. They're very, very deep and versatile skills. Yes. And what um, we saw is that when the women um, finished coaching school, well, they felt confident in their coaching, but that doesn't mean that they felt confident to go out there and coach the world and let everyone know, hi, I'm a coach. It was a big shift, a big shift for them. And so we created a program. It was originally called ACBLT Advanced, um, AC Advanced Coaching Business and Leadership Training, where we would support women in stepping out. And I'll tell you about it in a minute. And then just recently, we recreated that whole program because we're like, okay, one minute. The women don't need to, the women just did six months of school and they're getting like 60 coaching hours that they've got to do. They don't need another four months of confidence building. Like that's just, it's too slow. You want to use that momentum from when you, you're an amazing coach. Okay, now go out there and do it. And that that's the kind of energy anyway that I want our coaches to have with other women. I want our coaches that are trained through our school to have a spirit of go, you can do it. Like think big, I'm behind you. And that means that our coaches, they have to have done the work themselves of being brave and courageous and wild and crazy and getting out there and building vessels to hold their talent. So um, with Hashem's loving, kind help and guidance, we created the Fun and Done program. Uh, this work is so much fun. It's all about self-discovery, color, creativity, branding, and everything. And done, which means that we are condensing that four months of learning into two weeks with four intensive days. Wow. And in that time, you're going to learn everything about marketing and branding. But not only that, pardon me, I have a, a third thing. Um, not only that, but you're going to do the actual work of getting your marketing words down, your colors, your logo. And we have collaborated with a branding and design company, um, Capital M Creative, that is going to work with our students to create a website for every single one of them completely branded, head to toe, ready to take clients, ready to take payment, so that at the end of two weeks, you are a professional, you know, you have wow. a home to bring people to, to tell them what you're about. Then after that, then we have the three months of goal setting and confidence building, workshop making. I mean, in our, um, in our old program, and we're going to do this now also, every woman creates a, pur a purpose project. That means that she is responsible to create some type of project or workshop, including the flyer, including getting the people, including top to bottom, and really using her gifts in a powerful way. She also creates a TED Talk because, you know, if you want, if you have a passion, you need to know how to speak about it. And that takes practice. Um, also creating marketing materials and tons and tons and tons of female support um, to do these things. And it's just fun and done, it's done. Like two weeks, you're done, you have your website. And I know you know this Vera, but most people, a website takes months and sometimes years. It just yes. goes to this like standstill in the middle, but we, we're not gonna let that happen. We have a, a system. Awesome. And I love that. I love the fun and done because it's true. I mean, it is, it is a lot of fun. You're taking, you're taking yourself, you're taking, you know, all the, all the passion, all the skills, you're taking who you are and you're working with this company and they are making the website for you. So you're done at the end of, like you said, two weeks, you're in business. Like you're in business, like come, I'm your coach, pay me. We're going to do this. I'm going to help you. And I think it's amazing because it actually gives the tools to women because listen, not everybody's technologically savvy. It's that's, 
the truth. They may be the, the most awesome life coach, but they may not know how to themselves create a website, a mm -hmm. template, you know, all of that, you know, with branding. So this is really an amazing tool for people who want to get themselves out there as, as life coaches. And, you know, Capital M will help them get, get there, you know, with your help also. And I think it's amazing. But it's even like, even I was saying before, it's not only just for life coaches. I really, really think that this is like for the for anybody who interacts with a customer, with a client, you have to know these skills. Like, I'm sure everybody, like when you call customer service, everybody's had this experience with a rude customer service agent, or they can't get through to somebody, or they get through to somebody and their their issue is not resolved. And it's so frustrating. And like this, like life coaching helps you as a business owner connect to your customer connect to your client and really kind of promote your business because if some if if a client client or a customer is happy with you they're going to tell their friends they're going to tell everybody come to this business come to this person and i just think i, I don't know i'm so excited about it because i think it's amazing and i'm so excited that somebody else would be doing the website i personally am not a technical person so this is just very exciting for me <laughs> yay i'm so happy yeah and you know what women need support from yes. other women specifically in the area of making money. Um, you know, money is a relationship. Like food is a relationship. Yes. And women's relationship with money is, you know, well, first of all, it's as convoluted and loaded as anybody's relationship with money. You know, what do you spend on? How much do you earn? And all these kinds of questions. But particularly women who are sensitive beings who may not have been exposed to being in the workforce we can have questions about charging, charging, you know, I feel bad to charge or how much should I charge? Or, um, you know, is this spiritual? I mean, people don't necessarily say those words, but I know that for me to transition from like a cure model to a paying model was, it was a big deal. You know, it was, it, it took time to get comfortable and then to offer women real life tips and how to do that effectively and professionally. I'll give you one tip right here, right now. I have two really special tips to share with you. Um, first of all, this is just such an easy thing. On my website, and God willing, on the women's website, when if they choose this, when you book a session with me, you pay for it. I'd never want to be talking about money as like part of my coaching. And I don't want to have a question, is this person going to pay me? No, you pay when you book. Just a tiny tweak. You know how many people like sit with this terrible conversation. Oh, how do I tell them that I raised my prices and how do I that and how do I that? Well, just say book on my site and it's right there. And this way you you cut out all the sabotaging voices that tell you silly things like you can't charge that much or people can't afford it. Things like that. Um, that's the first thing. I love that. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, just a tip. Take it because, you know, let it be let it be easy and professional. And then, um, you know, the second tip is we are going to learn a lot about marketing content. Um, and this is all really from my experience. When I started out in Kirov, I remember that I was, I was just like, where are the Jews? Where are they? Why do we have 10 people here? Where's the rest of them? And I heard about Facebook. I was not in um, you know, that world at all. And this was probably just 10 or 11 years ago. I was way behind. I was never going to touch that stuff, but I went onto Facebook and I start like looking up our participants' profiles and they had friends, Jewish friends. And I was like, oh, I remember thinking, here's where the party is. You got to go and reach people right where they're at. You know, you can't just sit in your Kirov office and, you know, come to me, you got to go to them. And then um, <clears throat> from there, we opened up Rapunzel, the headscarf store, which we ultimately sold. But there was a lot, a lot of 
um, not just um, marketing this time, which was the Kira, but the branding, like who are we as a company? What do we stand for? And all those kind of conversations and how do we express that? And then with the coaching, who am I as a coach? There's a lot of coaches. And I believe that everybody has a specific mission and a specific light to share. And there's the people that need me and the people that need you. And we need to be able to express what this me is in a way that people can understand so that they can come and, you know, find their click. So um, the second tip, like from all this experience is really a marketing tip where um, it, it is very, very worth your while to sit down and to think about what is the impact that I want to make when I walk into a room, right? And like you're, you're coming into a room. Are you the one who spreads good cheer, who brings energy? Are you the one who gets it done? Are you the one who has a softness, a compassion? Are you the one who observes, who supports? Like, what's this gift that you're bringing, A? B, what is the feedback that you have most gotten about yourself? Because that helps you to understand how, like, how you're landing with other people, which oftentimes is even more um, magnified than the way that you see yourself. And when you can start like taking ownership of those things, you can start building around them. I'll tell you a super quick story. May I say one story? Please. It was so helpful for me. When we were doing the Cure organization, I I love like big. I love big. I love go big. And I know so do you, Vera. So, um, so I wanted to go big and we created a Hanukkah retreat and for singles and it was at a beautiful center and it was so cool and everything. And it was the first time that it was done. And um, what happened was that I um, I said, I wanna get the best graphic artist out there for our, for our design, for our flyer. And so I went to H and H at that time, you know, H is the biggest, let's get their graphic designers, let's pay top dollar, let's get it done. And they made us this super cool sign. It was like a guy and he was like, yeah. And then his, sneaker was up like that like he's kicking up and then out of his sneaker came rainbows and it was said Hanukkah retreat wow and nobody was really coming and I had a friend at the time Davida she used to work in the entertainment industry and she looked at my ad and she said this is not you this is not what singles want it's Hanukkah they want cozy they want warm they want to be comfortable you, I was working with my husband and with another rabbi, you are warm, cozy, comfortable people. This is not, and I had to say like, H might be the best, but they're Manhattan and I'm not Manhattan. And you know, I, that's not right. This is who I am. I'm warm. I'm cozy. I think we said spiritual, uplifting, and fun. That's our brand. Okay. So then we made a whole new ad. It was just this glowing house and a warm night, Hanukkah retreat for singles. You would look at it and it's so, um, it's so low key, but it spoke to the hearts of the people and we had a beautiful success. Wow. So you got to know who you are and be confident in that. Like, I really thought all those cool people are having like, you know, hundreds of people on their rooftop in Manhattan and we're not, we have like 25 people. And Ezra Sashem, almost all of our people became religious. They, we were able to tend, I mean, I don't take credit, but the, the beautiful part was we were able to tend to them so, so personally. That's amazing. And I love the point that you bring out. You have to know who you are. 
right? And it's so important because a lot of us, I'll speak for myself in general. Sometimes I forget who I am and I actually think I'm somebody else. I do this yeah. all the time, you know? I just like you were saying about the Aish ad. So yeah, so I live in New York. So I totally get that Manhattan vibe and everything like that. But I also totally get you and you're warm and you're cozy and you're comfortable and you're inviting and all that. And I, I see why the singles will want to come to to you and to your, your retreat with a beautiful house that's glowing and that's warm because that's who you are. And you're attracting, like you're projecting who you are and then that's, that's who you're attracting, people who want that. And I think that's so, so important because sometimes, sometimes uh, quality is more important than quantity. You know, just like you said, we didn't have as many people as they had in age, but those people became religious because you were able to tend to them because they there weren't 250 people. They were 25 and they were able to get your personalized attention and ask questions. And they really felt that, you, you know, your warmth. So you really, really feel that that's, you know, when you're branding something, you're branding your, your business, your website, your coaching, you know, your coaching practice, whatever it is, you have to come out of that. And what you looks like may be different than what your friend looks like, even if your friend is also a coach or a small business owner or has the same exact business that you have because you're you and the other person is them. And we all have to play off our, our own strengths. So I think that's super important. Mm, I love what you said, Vera, because one of the earliest Yetzirahs of women <clears throat> is competition. And this is deep in the Torah all the way from the earliest times back in Ghanaian is the competition. Yep. And um, in the coaching industry, we don't work with competition. There's such a deep understanding that that it's a personal business. Like you're bringing forth your vibe. And that's why the fun and done program is so much fun because you're with a group of women who see you and they celebrate you. Like the way that like other people in your life don't see you because in other places in your life, you're in a service role. You know, you have to actually attune. What does this child need? What does my husband need now? There's an aspect of, of holy symptom of constriction, of beautiful giving, like for this situation. And then when you come to a space like this, just the, you're celebrating your essential vibe. It's so much fun. And there's no competition. It's the opposite. It's everybody helping each other. That's so beautiful. That's, that's really what makes it so beautiful. Everybody helping each other. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. So I think that's a beautiful concept. Um, so I mean, the fun and done advanced coaching and business training program really sounds truly amazing. I mean, it's so much deeper than a typical business training program because it actually teaches coaches, service providers, and small business owners how to create a business model that serves their life mission, like you were saying before. So I would love to talk about that. I mean, I, people are wondering, how do we know what our life mission is? What does it look like? How does it live inside of us? And how can we make our life mission concrete in our lives? Like people are just, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to somebody yesterday, like literally yesterday. Um, and she was telling me, it was a woman, she was telling me, you know, my husband's working the job and he really doesn't like it. It just doesn't serve who he is. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is just what we're going to be talking about today. But how okay. do people know that? You know, how do people know why they're, they were put here? Why Hashem, why God put them here? You know? Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so first thing is that the literal words of the assignment that we've been given are concealed from us. Part of the mission is the willingness to do the lech lecha, the next step Hashem wants, the next step Hashem wants. Like that's part of the assignment is that the assignment is concealed. If we knew what the assignment was, the knowing would interrupt the learning. You want, right? Yes. Yes. It's like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Well, then you'll never learn. You'll never become that person who, right? So that's just something to know. Don't feel bad if you don't have the exact like clarity on the assignment. It is part of the system that we're not given those words. 
just to know that. But we are certainly here on the mission as the uh, on a mission as the Rizal says. There's no one like you. Ever since the beginning of time, there will be no one like you until the end of time. There's one you meant to bring a peace to this world that won't be here unless you be you. So two things we're going to learn together today. We'll do it a little bit short. But one is it's very important not to confuse the mission with the vessel. And we, we learned this in school. But essentially, a lot of people are like, no, they're running High Lifeline. They're running the relief program. This one is being a coach. Everyone's in their mission. And I'm just trying to figure myself out. And I'm taking course after course in self-development. And I don't know what my mission is. And it can feel really terrible. And also sometimes people are in transition between missions and it just could feel terrible. So it's very important to know, number one, that you already are on mission from the second you're born. You don't like uh, step into your mission. That's just language. You're on mission since the minute you're born and every single thing that happens is part of your training. You're in the academy of your mission. So even if you think, oh, I'm not in my mission. Yes, you are. You may not be in the part that's the most fun. <laughs> you may not be in the part that gets you the most awards or the most money, but you're in it. And then comes the distinction between the mission and the vessel. So the vessel is, okay, you have this incredible light and this incredible wisdom from life. Where is it going to express itself? And for some people that's in a big organization, for other people, it's literally within their nuclear family. For other people, it's with their extended family. For someone else, it's with women. It's just, where's my vessel? And it's so critical to know that the vessel can change and it does change. I just described to you, I thought I was gonna be like a, a Revitan in a small town somewhere. That was my dream, just to Kirov in a small town. And, you know, and Hashem was like, no. And I had lots of like things that I thought were gonna be. And he was like, no, not that one either. And no, and not that organization. And and by the way, they don't even like, no, just, a, just <laughs> I had to be Rifka Malka. He really like forced me, even the name of my school changed. I love the redemption school. People are like, that's too redemption-y. You can't call it that. I'm like, what should I call it? <laughs> I, did I choose? I did not. I was not excited about a school named after me, but it was almost like Hashem saying, you be Rifka Malka. Don't send your articles to that company. Don't try to like, and I, no, just you have to first learn to be Rifka Maka. And then Isn't that we'll interesting how sometimes you like you try, you really think you're doing, you're trying, you're going, and our son is like, no. And then you try this way, uh, no. no. He does that to me all the time too. It's just, it could be frustrating, but you're right. This is part of the learning and the growth experience. Wow, I love how you said that. It can be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So the vessel um, changes is, I think what I was saying that, you know, I went from the Kirov to the Rapunzel to the, to, to coaching, to a coaching school. And now really um, like, I want to offer this business gift to people who are not even coaches, like to women, just, it's so awesome. There's so many women who are massage therapists, stylists, um, so many things that they put their heart and soul into and event planners and women's gifts are like so bubbly and, and good and juicy. They need a proper vessel to put it in. So, um, yeah, I'm just helping women to create a vessel now with the Fun and Dumb program. And of course, for our graduates, it's a natural progression, but it's open to everybody. Okay, so that's that's good to know. So you don't have to have taken the, the coaching course with you in order to participate in the Fun and Dumb. That's, that's no. very good. Okay. No. We're going to support you in doing your dream. 
Okay. And you don't even necessarily have to be a coach. You could be a teacher. You could be the owner of a business. You could be just a regular person. Oh, yeah. 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 We actually have two mitzvah projects that we're, we are supporting. They're coming into our program. It's kind of like on scholarship. And one of them is uh, um, two sisters. One of them is very sick and they're doing this as a spus. They want to support young moms and they want to make events that will support the young moms in Baltimore here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they started and God willing, they'll be part of our program on scholarship and they'll be able to build a real platform for this dream, for this refua of this woman. And yeah, it can support that. Amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, so, so it's very interesting because we're talking about like women in business. And so as women, we have so much, we have so much going on in our lives. How do we balance our life mission with our family obligations, especially if our life mission takes us out of the home for most of the day? Like what if we're doctors or like, what if we're just working outside of the home and we're commuting and our day is long? How do we also balance that with being a wife and taking care of children and being part of the community and being a friend. Like there's just so much to balance. There's so much to balance. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to juggle all the balls all at once. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've tried. I'm sure you've tried too. Yes. And you just end up crying or something. You know, you have to look at balance, not as like, did I get everything into one day? I davened, I exercised, I had good friends, I had Torah time, I had spiritual time, I had time with my husband, I had time for self-care, my house looks clean, my, my dinner is made, you know, my children all did their homework. I mean, if you can do that in a day, great, doing it for more than two days. I mean, it's just, we need to set reasonable standards and know that balance is over over a course of time. Are your relationships being maintained? Is your spiritual life being maintained? You know, um, are you touching base with the things that are important to you? So that's one thing, just to reframe balance, not to give ourselves a tough check mark every single second, be fluid with what Hashem says. And the other thing is that um, one of the, the lines that I've been saying to myself and to other people a lot recently is that a woman's main job is to be in Emad Banam Smecha, which um, technically means like, um, you know, a joyful mother of children. But what I mean by it is like to be happy, you know, just to be happy. What makes me happy? Crank up that music in the car if I'm going to work, eat the good yummy breakfast that I really, really like, have the coffee, sprinkle my day. Women are actually more prone to lower vibrational feelings. There's a whole Torah about it, that we are prone towards this like lowliness feeling towards a little bit of sadness, almost like chronic sadness if we don't work on it or a little bit of chronic chronic stuff. So it's not like we need one giant vacation. All day long, we need to be the Ema Banim Smecha. What keeps me like feeling chirpy and perky now? Five minute yoga, five minute sheer, five minute friend check-in. You know, how can I keep myself in good shape so that I can show up in these other roles? Um, it's like very adult. I'm responsible to keep myself in good shape because in in the and to be my inner mother because in those roles I need to be an outer mother slash caretaker slash spouse friend, you know. So that's that's what we got to keep our eye on. I really love that because it's it's really it's the concept of self care. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, you have nothing to give to anybody else. I know I can speak about that. Like it's like you're burned out completely. It's like a gas. It's like a car without gas. It totally. just does not go. Yep. You know. Yeah. And, 
And I love the way that you say, you know, it's not like taking a big, huge vacation, you know, I mean, of course, we all love a good vacation, you know, let's put that out there. But yeah. you know, what? even more importantly than that big vacation is like during the day, I love what you said, just little things that make you happy during the day when that could be different for different people, but just those little things so that we are, I didn't know about that, that we're prone to a low vibration, but like, we have to keep ourselves on a high vibrational level, like as women, just to be happy, to be, you know, because I feel like when we operate on a, on a higher vibration, when we're happier, we attract that. We attract more abundance. Abundance could be coming in money. We could attract more money. We could attract better relationships. We could try, attract a higher quality of relationship with our children, with our friends, with our husband. So I love that vibrating on a higher frequency by making ourselves mm -hmm. happy. I think it's so Yeah, important. make ourselves happy. Yes. And, um, you know, it's very interesting. I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but the role of mother to child is actually considered a male role, if spiritually. You're a male to your children. You are the provider, the giver, the bestower. Okay. So that means you have to fill that tank in order to be able to give. But the role with man and wife is female, which means we need to be able to receive from him. Now, if I haven't taken care of myself that day, then I can't um, healthfully receive from my husband because what I am now is in self-neglect. And these are places inside of me that he can't fill. So when I fill myself with the things that I know I need, and you know, everyone who knows me kind of knows the things I need. My daughters are like, it's Hanukkah, we should buy you candles and jewelry. Yeah, that does it. Just give me more scented candles and jewelry. <laughs> That's good for me. You know, if I if I'm not taking care of my own inner child, being kind and good to myself, then when it comes to my husband, I'm gonna be oversensitive. He can't actually make me happy because I'm I'm uptight. I haven't taken care of myself. So he could be a nice gentleman. He could come home from work, even with a smile, but I can't actually receive that because I'm all in my own stuff. So we want to be maintained well so we can be in a receiving relationship with our husband where they can have a chance at, at making us happy or at being a man for us. We can receive what they have to give. That is so fascinating. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so fascinating because women, like we, we, we want our husbands to bring us flowers to help us with the dinner, to take care of the kids and everything. But what you're saying, it's very interesting. Sometimes we can be in a place where even if he's doing all those things, we can't receive them properly. And the reason for that is because there are certain things about ourselves that we, we need to fulfill in ourselves that nobody else, nobody outside of us can fill those specific certain voids in ourselves except for us. So that's why I've never heard it put like that. I've heard about self-care like 10 million times, but never put like this. Like there are certain things that we must do for ourselves. And once we do those things for ourselves and fill ourselves in certain ways, then we can be more open to receive from others. Mm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, as women, we are using our gifts to help so many people in so many different ways. And there's something very special and very significant about being a female coach and a female business owner. And I feel that as women, we need to support each other in our respective missions, as we were talking about earlier. So I want to see if you could please talk to us about the role of a sisterhood, specifically our role as women helping other women versus our role, role as wife, where we help our husbands. Oh, that's so amazing. Okay. Um, women helping other women. Sometimes I'll say to a woman, when you're really, really down, you need to access the Shekhinah. And you can do that by going straight to Hashem or by going to another woman. I don't mean like as a friend, like to talk it out with them. There's the Shekhinah over there. There's the divine reflection of 
compassion, of love, of I get you-ness. That is so such a soothing mirror for the heart. So sometimes you can go right to that in tefillah and it works. And sometimes you actually have to speak to somebody. Right. And the role of women and women is so, um, it is to get one another and to support one another so that we can perform beautifully in our other roles. It's like our inner heart space is taken care of. We have been seen, celebrated, recognized, held. Now it's really the same conversation. We're beefed up. We can go and make dinner. We've been taken care of. Now, when it comes to husbands, it's so beautiful to learn to be feminine with a husband, which means that you learn to be feminine with a man is the same as to be feminine with Hashem. It means that I love everything you have to give and I want it, right? Sometimes we say like, um, you know, thank Hashem, thank Hashem all day, thank Hashem for the little things. The more you thank Hashem, the more the abundance comes. It's the same thing with a husband, you know, the more... I want whatever you have. Oh, you're paying the bills. Thank you for paying the bills. I feel so blessed. Oh, you did the laundry. Thank you for doing the laundry. I feel so blessed. I feel so lucky. You came home. That's amazing. Now the house is brighter. Like I feel more calm. I feel more settled. It's an active receiving. Same way as we actively go out of our way to thank Hashem. And then in that active receiving, we get to do like two things happen. One is that a man is activated to give and a woman is a mirror to a man. We are his only mirror. Like, you know, there's work and there's other places that can put him down or lift him up or make him have struggles or anything. But the the true mirror for how he feels about himself is going to be his wife. So we want to be the mirrors that tell him you're awesome and amazing and to keep on empowering and we empower by receiving. So what we said before is that if you're not in good shape, then like whatever he gives is not going to do it. You can't even see what he's giving because men give differently. They give how men give. So, you know, so you, you don't even see it. You don't even notice it. But if you're in good shape and you've been seen by your sisters, you've been seen by yourself in prayer, you've, you're okay. Now you have room to actually notice and appreciate there's a man in the house, you know, and he's doing stuff. And I think it's, well, I'll stop there for a moment and then I'll say another thing. Just tell me how that landed. Was I clear? Um, yes, yes, you were you were clear. You know, you have it's when we commune with with our with our sisters, with our friends, with other females, we're filled up in a way that if we just went directly to our husbands, it would not be the same thing because women get other women and they're there. They're they're a light of compassion for us. And we are a mirror to uh, to our husbands. And we see, you know, it's so interesting what you said, because he goes to work and he could feel, wow, so many people are like doing everything they say and they're bowing down to me and they're telling me how great I am. But if he comes home and we're, we're, uh, you know, we're mean to him and stuff like that, that that's like we, we destroy his self-esteem. But if we're filled up through filling up our own voids and through getting what we need, the support from other women, we're able to be a mirror back to him and we're able to lift him up and boost him up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Confident people boost other people. Yes. Yeah. The thing to be aware of, you know, and this can happen on the way, and we're very conscious of this in our coaching school is women can kind of get stuck in the coziness of being supported by other women. So yes. we all, you know, and just like, think like alienate, like the marriage side of it or the men's side of it. So I do try to bring it in. You know, I have to be sensitive because not everyone is married, so I can't make it my main topic, obviously. And I bring it in very sparingly in coaching school, but hashkafically, 
it's very, very important. And we always talk about bringing these coaching tools into relationship. Um, yeah. And then the other thing about being, you said like, what's, what's the role of a woman with her husband versus, you know, is really to be that Azer Connecto. And that is, you know, to help him, to be with him, to be devoted to his well-being. And when he can trust you, that you really see him have compassion on him, you know, a man receives compassion in a healthy situation from his wife. Yes. That's the special door that only she gets to come into, like his softest part of his heart. Women don't realize this, Vera. They, they, they don't, and I shouldn't say they, we, I also had to learn like, what an honor it is to be a man's wife means that you're the one who gets to give to him who, who knows about his most delicate places. Whereas in the world, he's giving to others. So as an Azer Connecto, you want to activate your compassion, right? Which you can't do if you're busy, like feeling annoyed at life or, or like not enough about your life together, activate your compassion. And then from there, also activate your insight. You can, if he, you have a safe relationship, you may have an insight for him that could help him reroute re him um yeah that's beautiful I love that you're right like we do have that that kind of access the special access to our husbands that other women that other men that other people outside of him don't have it's just you know it's a husband and wife thing it's very very special um so I just want you know we're, we're running short on time but I just want to ask you one last question because, I mean, we've talked about so many things. We talked about life mission. We talked about women supporting other women. We talked about creation of websites and coaching and everything like that. And so I was just wondering if, when, if people want to sign up for the Fun and Done course. I mean, it's so deep. It gives people the skills and the knowledge to get more clients as well as a thorough appreciation of what it means to be living out your life mission while helping others in the process. How can people sign up for the course and learn more about it? Okay. I'm going to answer you, but first I have to tell our, um, our viewers something really special. Uh, Vera, Vera and I did an America's Top Robinson interview maybe a year ago. Vera got inspired and joined our school. She became a rock star coach. And when I needed an accountability coach to make me like get my work out more, I said, Vera, I want you to be my accountability coach. And I hired her and she has been a rock star support because getting together a program like this has a ton of pieces and you actually need a coach behind you. I do to say, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I also um, want to have a powerful vibration of get it done in order to give that to the women. So like, it's very wonderful chain Vera that you in your life have a get it done mentality. And you've shared that energy with me to amp up my get it done energy to make this program. And now we're going to help the women get it done. And it's all happening in just two weeks. Um, what date are we starting? January 22nd. And the way that it works is it's going to be a Monday evening, 6 to 10, Wednesday, 6 to 10, Monday, 6 to 10, Wednesday, 6 to 10. If you're listening to this in Israel, you can contact us because with enough inquiries, we're going to make one on the Tuesdays and Thursdays in Israel time as well. Then after we get you all set up, we're going to have three months of support on a Tuesday evening, again, with the Israel time possibility. And it's on my website, rifkamako.com. Rivkamalkal.com. And I will include the website in the description of the podcast. So if anybody wants to click, it's click, it's just easy. You can just do that. All right, right? I want to thank you, Vera. <laughs> First of all, you got great coach training. I love how you coach. Um, but more than that, I, I really, really love your belief in this project. I'm grateful that you get it, that it it is um 
I mean, speaking of marriage, when a woman is excited and happy about life and her work and she has support, like the whole house could, you know, it just, it lifts. It's great. In balance, of course, we don't want to take mom away, but um, I want to thank you for being you. It's been so much fun working with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really You're appreciate a great you. coach, guys. Just, you know where to find her. If you want to get, get a project done, get it done with Vera. <laughs> thank you so much. I do have that, that get it done mentality. And especially this, like I really, really do genuinely believe in your coaching school, you know, having gone through the certification and this is a beautiful next step to get people up and running because it is, it is like, uh, you know, scary to get a website up to do branding. Like people don't know how to do that. It's, it's kind of like a separate skill from the life coaching and people need help with it. So I think I, this is such a beautiful compliment to the coaching school. So, um, so thank you. Thank you so much Rivka Maka for joining us on America. Top Robinsons. It was such a pleasure having you with us. And thank you so much again. All right. Bye, everyone. And thank you, Vera. I hope to see you at Fun and Done. We're starting <laughs> soon. Thank you again. Yes.